To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Welcome to Prognosis. I'm Laura Carlson. It's day 126 since coronavirus was declared a global pandemic. Today's main story? Standing six feet apart in public has become COVID gospel. But where did that number come from? And how far is really far enough? But first, here's what happened in virus news today. U.S. hospitals have been ordered to stop sending COVID-19-related data to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Instead, they will now send numbers they tally of ICU beds, ventilators, and more to a centralized health and human services database that will not be available to the public. The government says the change will improve tracking, but experts fear this will politicize the data and obscure what's really happening with the disease. Walmart is going to require customers to wear masks in all of its U.S. stores to protect against the coronavirus, starting July 20th. Walmart's decision follows similar moves by Costco, Starbucks, and Best Buy. Also today, the National Retail Federation The country's main industry trade group called on retailers to set nationwide mask policies. The NRF said in a statement that shopping in stores is a privilege, not a right. Finally, Tokyo raised its alert level for coronavirus to the highest on a four-point scale. The city reported 165 coronavirus cases on Wednesday. It has struggled to get a handle on growing infections as it reopens its economy. Tokyo Governor Yuriko Koike urged residents to avoid stores that don't meet safety guidelines, but has not called on businesses to close their doors. Osage County, Oklahoma is getting a lot of attention right now. It's the setting of Martin Scorsese's latest film, Killers of the Flower Moon. The movie is based on a book about the 1920s Osage murders, when white men poured into Osage County and killed Osage people for their oil wealth. I'm Rachel Adams Hurd, the host of In Trust, a podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartMedia. For over a year, I was reporting a different story about other ways white people got Osage land and wealth and how a prominent ranching family in Osage County became one of the biggest landowners here. Their ranching empire was built on land that at the turn of the century was all owned by the Osage Nation. So how'd they get it? Listen to the award-winning podcast, In Trust, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 
And now for today's main story. While wearing a mask, or refusing to wear one, has become politicized, there's one COVID safety measure we seem to be comparatively united about. Everyone knows they should stand six feet away from other people in public. Mask or no mask. But where did this guidance come from? As Kristen V. Brown reports, that one simple number is already changing our behavior and will soon change the places where we live, work, and play. When I go to the grocery store, there are these little vinyl stickers on the floor, six feet apart, that tell me where to wait in line. When I run in the park by my house, there are signs there too, demonstrating the distance that fellow exercisers should keep from one another. In the last few months, like many people, I have gotten really good at eyeballing a distance of six feet. In the midst of a surging pandemic, six feet has become a number that we all live by. But where does that number come from exactly? It turns out the actual distance for safe social distancing is kind of hard to pin down. I talked with Gabriel Isaacman Van Wertz, a scientist at Virginia Tech, who studies the way that particles change in the atmosphere. But there isn't some number that says, well, beyond this, there's no risk. And in front of that, you know, closer than this, there is a risk. Or beyond this, all of the things that are infectious have been gone, are gone, they fall into the ground. And closer than that, then there is still infectious risk, right? So that number is going to depend on sort of what is the activity and what is the environment and what is the airflow, right? Are you upwind of someone or downwind of someone? Are you inside a room? Are you outside? Is the air still? You know, what's the air ventilation rate in the room? And so I think a lot of the issue around, around that uncertainty kind of, kind of stems from this issue that it is fundamentally a question of circumstance. There is little doubt that strategies like wearing a mask and social distancing play a major role in stopping the spread of COVID-19. The question is how far apart you have to be in order to adequately avoid risk. The CDC recommends at least six feet from other people as a way to avoid the potentially infectious droplets a person launches into the air when they cough, sneeze, or talk. The World Health Organization, on the other hand, recommends just three feet. But Gabriel says the issue is that there isn't just one magic number. When we talk or sneeze or do anything, we're not releasing like some big particles and some small particles, and, and then that's it, and we can talk about them separately, right? We tend to release kind of these mixtures of particle sizes. Um, and once they're in the air, they can change more. So they can, you know, our breath is very humid, so it can get out into the air. That's what the fog is that we're seeing when we breathe out in the winter. And so I think the difficulty is that it's all sort of this continuum. And so, you know, the question is, how much do we need to breathe in and, and how infectious is it really? The three-foot rule actually dates back to the turn of the last century. I talked with Catherine Randall, a medical historian at Virginia Tech, who is working to figure out the origins of these numbers. Interestingly, she says, we don't really know where the rule comes from. At one point, diseases were regarded primarily as airborne. And at the beginning of the 20th century, scientists moved toward the idea that when a person sneezes or coughs, they produce infectious droplets that quickly fall to the ground. In the 30s, 
A Harvard scientist suggested those droplets could travel three feet. Fast forward to the early aughts, a study of SARS transmission on a plane suggested droplets could travel more like six feet. Another recent study found that coughs and sneezes create turbulent gas clouds that can carry pathogens a whopping 27 feet. More recently, the World Health Organization recognized that COVID-19 can be airborne in indoor spaces with poor ventilation after pressure from hundreds of scientists. The issue, though, as Gabriel points out, is that there isn't a dichotomy here. It's not that a virus is either airborne or spreads through droplets when we cough and sneeze. It's a spectrum. The bigger question instead is whether the virus is actually infectious in all of these different ways that we encounter it. Obviously, we know that sneezing and coughing produce a lot of different sized particles. We know they can travel fairly far. We have a, a pretty good body of literature now that says that even things like talking and singing produce um, some of the smaller particles. Uh, we have some literature that says that in, in certain cases, we can find, we can basically find RNA, or we can find virons, or we can find some information that says that coronavirus is in these smaller particles. But what we don't have great information on is how infectious are those smaller particles? How much do we have to breathe in to get infected and that kind of thing? The thing is, the world we live in isn't rearranging itself to accommodate a spectrum of conditions. Our built world is starting to revolve around maintaining a distance of six feet. Parks, including San Francisco's famous Dolores Park, are painting white circles on the ground to designate where to sit. As schools reopen, guidelines from places like the American Pediatric Society have suggested that desks should be placed between three and six feet apart. I also spoke with Aaron Betsky, the director of Virginia Tech's School of Architecture and Design, about what kinds of more permanent changes we might expect to our built world after the pandemic. Aaron says we can expect things like better ventilation in indoor spaces and more easily cleaned surfaces. He also said design will become more private and isolating. This is going to be just one more layer of trying to isolate and insulate ourselves from other human beings and the real world. And in the end, it will be useless. Should we do it? Of course we should do it. We need to protect people. We need to protect ourselves because we have made ourselves vulnerable. All that you will see is the erection of shields and separating devices. So uh, I think it's unfortunate that what had become a more collective and open and vibrant workplace in many uh, areas of so people complain that they can't concentrate is going to turn in back into Dilbert land. So we'll see a revenge of the office cube. Aaron says that design will also try to look safe, like the hospital rooms with rounded corners designed to prevent dirt from accumulating in them that cropped up in the 20s and 30s. You're also going to see a style where things need to look safe to reassure people. So I'm not saying that necessarily we're going to make things that are safer by having rounded corners, but we're going to make things that reassure people that there's not something hiding somewhere that's going to come out and bite them or make them sick. This won't be the first time our physical realm has been altered due to disease. In the 1800s, for example, after cholera killed tens of thousands of Parisians, 
the city condemned crowded medieval neighborhoods and instead built wide avenues and parks. But the science suggests we should be considering things like airflow and the size of a room when making decisions about what distance is a safe distance. You know, probably any researcher in any of the related fields would agree is that the farther away you can be, the better, right? And, and so you have to make some messaging decision, I suppose, about what is far and what is close. Six feet doesn't feel that far to me. <laughs> um, but also, there, I understand that there are other sort of things that go into making that decision, right? Can you open up? Would you be able to reopen any of our day-to-day -day life if we insisted on 15 feet, right? That becomes a lot harder. At the end of the day, it's not exactly six feet that's a rule to live by. Instead, it's more important to remember to keep your distance, no matter where you are. And of course, to wear a mask. That was Kristen V. Brown. And that's it for our show today. For coverage of the outbreak from 120 bureaus around the world, visit Bloomberg.com slash coronavirus. And if you like the show, please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's the best way to help more listeners find our global reporting. The Prognosis Daily Edition is produced by Topher Forges, Jordan Gaspure, Magnus Henriksen, and me, Laura Carlson. Today's main story was reported by Kristen V. Brown. Original music by Leo Citrin. Our editors are Rick Schein and Francesca Levy. Francesca Levy is Bloomberg's head of podcasts. Thanks for listening. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.